0: i uh-huh. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Shift Gets Real. We're back again. We're having fun. This is actually very fun.
1: You should see the outtakes.
0: The outta- Yeah, I should probably make, make an outtake clip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you ever wonder why my face is like, when well, we're starting.
0: <laughs> yes, because I'm always doing like crazy shit right before that moment. And then I pull myself together and try to look and act normal.
1: <laughs> Whatever that means. Whatever that means, <laughs> right? That's actually the opposite of normal.
0: Speaking of opposite of normal, today we wanted to talk about by uh, popular request. Thank you uh, very much, everyone, for reaching out. Um, we wanted to talk about religion and spirituality. So probably
1: less about religion but more about spirituality
0: that too that too and our journey inside of that um i do want to put a footnote out there for all the sensitive people that will be electively offended by anything we say even though it's (laughs) our choice um this is our choice and this is how we perceive um how we've maneuvered through religion and spirituality so i just wanted to preface that because people find Like the elective outrage is amazing.
1: Well, and just, you know, it's important to know that we have free will. So we're Mm -hmm. not saying that because this is how we choose to express our spirituality Mm -hmm. that somehow you are wrong for choosing to um, express it differently um, than we do. So with that being said...
0: Let's get started. Let's
1: get started. This is yeah, definitely one of the more popular requests.
0: It is. This is probably gonna, this is gonna be. It could be, I guess, divisive, but because religion is one of those things you like.
1: Well, hopefully it won't <clears throat> be divisive because I think it's supposed to be educational. It's supposed mm-hmm. to just show another side, <laughs> you know. And then you take what makes sense to you and resonates with your spirit, mm-hmm. and then you do it. Leave the rest. But at least you'll now have a clearer understanding of what we believe mm-hmm. and how we move through the world. Right. Right. So, yes, Mr. Snowden, How? what is your experience? How did you get to this place? How did you grow up? What was your...
0: How did I grow up? Man, well, first, um, my father was born in Havana, Cooper, and his religion um, was Catholicism, right? So that was kind of that. We always said grace before dinner, Um, but my dad didn't like... We didn't go to church, we didn't read the Bible, we didn't do any of that stuff. Yeah. My mom wasn't really religious either, um, but I, in search, I always wanted community, so I remember being very young, probably, I don't know, 10-ish, mm-hmm. wanting to go to church with my friends. Oh, and. um sweet. Well, it wasn't, <laughs> oh. <laughs> which begins the demise of my religion, uh, my outlook on religion. So, yeah, we went to, used to, I used to go to church with my friends and a couple of things happened to me that really started opening my eyes to uh, my challenges with religion. So the first thing was um, going to church. And for all of you guys that may not be black and go to uh, black churches, it is an experience of no other. So going to a black church, it it takes forever. Um, there's there was always a singing. Um, everyone, someone always catches the Holy Ghost. Um, it to me at ten felt very insincere. Hmm. I'm like, eh.
1: wait. So did you go to the black churches because of your mom? Then
0: no, I just went because my friends were my friends were black. So oh, okay, why up going to the black because my parents didn't go to church. Gotcha. So I if they if I wanted to go, I just went with them. Mm-hmm. So. Um, And of course, because we were indigent at the time, right? We didn't have money. It was was, as a way for me to eat. You know what I mean? Where does Bond? So, anyway. um, I remember
1: those after service. Yeah, after
0: service, man. We used to go to Ponderosa. (laughs)
1: Listen, and somebody's auntie was always paying. So, (laughs) right. (laughs) I actually, I had. With the church discount. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I don't know if they had a church discount, but. A lot of um, my friends growing up, they would always go to out to eat afterwards mm-hmm. and they would always pay for it. Yeah. And they were well off because right. I was kind of like you. Yeah. I mean, yep.
0: Same here. we
1: were, you know, <laughs> yep. on, on the poverty line, mm-hmm. if you will, which is unfortunately probably the majority of, of people mm-hmm. in this world, in this nation, but in this world. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it was I could only go if I was being paid
0: right yeah so So, um so anyway that so that was that was kind of my first challenge was that it just seemed insincere and then um another thing that happened to me because we were broke as hell i never had church clothes right so i didn't have the shoes i didn't have slacks and i certainly have no damn button downs that are appropriate for church
1: you mean they didn't say come as you are
0: man i got made fun of in church I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like they were. Boo. That's what you said. <laughs> in <laughs> yes, church, in church, right? <laughs> um, out they would literally. I would be sitting in the pew, and they're sitting there cracking up at me because of what I had on. Mm. You wearing your school clothes to church? Yay. You wearing your play clothes to church? I'm like, well, wow.
1: You must have went to that one church that uh, nobody. Got. I I'm thankful I never had that experience. I think if anything, I understand what you're saying because man. that was more of a self. Um, inflicted kind of thing. Like I wanted to look the way the other people look when they went to church. They never wore the same outfits. They had it was a fashion show, right? Yeah, (laughs) really nice hats and dresses, and you know. So it was like I I remember specifically wanting the long skirt before it was a thing. Before it was like a maxi skirt. It was just the long church skirt (laughs) with the matching button up um outfit and I remember I got my first one and I probably wore that at least three times a month <laughs> when I would go so
0: yeah church is yeah. right so that was when I was younger and then um, I avoided going to church because I remember just, feel, I'm like, this is, I feel shitty. Like, this is not, I don't feel, this is not, this doesn't feel good. I don't know what it's supposed to feel like, but it certainly, th- this doesn't feel good.
1: Was it the teachings or was it more um, just the community?
0: I think at that point, it was the community. Okay. So the word and, and because of the community, I'm not sure I was able to absorb you know, the majority of the teachings. Now, I will say the preacher that um, I had, I remember, you know, I think preachers are great storytellers. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're the best storytellers, especially when they can take a, a parable um, and then loop it back to, you know, make, and provide symmetry between that parable and, and an event in your life. And somehow, it's even, though, even, point yeah, even though they're speaking in generalities, it's still like, you're like, damn, you talk about my ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, and then, so that was that. And then I just stopped going after a while. Um, And uh, then I got a bit older, so this is when I was probably like 20 and some change. I was like, I'm gonna find God again. Mm -hmm. I want that community, because I've always been by myself. I left the house when I was 14 years old, so I've never had close family, never had this, that, and the other thing. So I thought, you know, I'm gonna try to attach myself to church. And so I tried to go to church again. And um, I remember going to church, and it was just a random, I don't even know why this church, was a random church I just picked. and uh, they said, is anyone new here? And I was like, yes, I'm new here. And they were like, well, if you're new here and you feel moved, come down to get baptized. So I was like, okay. On, that,
1: on the spot. Like on
0: that. the spot. So I remember like shaking and I was nervous because everybody, you know, were looking at me and everybody's clapping and stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I walked down. Um, then maybe go to the back, put on this uh, this bathrobe and um, get out to get into the, you know, and came came back out to the front, in front of the uh the people and i had to get in this bathtub and he dipped me in the water and now you guys don't know but actually knows how i feel about cold water mm. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like a i got an issue with cold water man um see if the water was freezing freezing so i was already annoyed with that i'm like really y'all can't so i'm just i'm just annoyed so that was uh that was that so then after i get he dips me in the water he takes me to the back and he goes are you ready to accept you know, Lord, either Jesus Christ, there's your Lord and Savior or whatever. I'm like, sure, yeah, let's go. So he, I'm in this back room, and he goes, just keep saying hallelujah in 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 gratitude, and that will turn into tongues, and then then that will, you know, commence your baptismal. And I was like, okay. Um, so I kept saying hallelujah, 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 just like this, nonstop. And I remember my mouth being fatigued, and I was like, "This is." And I said to him, "I said I don't think this is working." He was like, "No, it's fine. Just keep saying, just keep saying it, and it will turn into tongues." And I said to him, "I I remember reading that tongues were a gift from God. You can't just, can't just call it down and speak tongues." I thought it was like if if God thought you should have it, you can have it at this moment. So, and he was like, "Um, "This is what we're gonna do." He said, "We're gonna, we're just gonna try another time." But this was after like an hour and ten minutes. So, um, I can it was, it was, it was, very, it was a very, again, it was a not good feeling. It was like, okay, this, it felt forced, it felt cohorced in and and that part. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then, you know, the, the, the words I read in the book were contrary to what he said, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of what God, how God gives tongue. So it just, that, that didn't make any sense.
1: So did you stop going to church after that?
0: I did. That was like the first, that was, so. So
1: you actually got baptized, <laughs>
0: yeah. gave yeah. your life. It didn't count.
1: I think it counts. I
0: think this shit didn't count. I won't even complete baptismal. It was like fifty percent because I couldn't. I couldn't get tongues.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I do remember some uh, debate, if -hmm. you will, around how to know if you are going to be saved. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and of course that is if you uh, confess with your mouth that um, Jesus is Lord, Mm -hmm. or if you speak tongues, Mm -hmm. can speak in tongues, um, then you're able to. be considered saved if you confess your sins and you know and there are very various stages i think for me it was like i could never sit with it because i have always had a global spirit and understood mm-hmm. that there were billions of people on the planet mm-hmm. that did not have access to this exact same information yeah um so does that automatically disqualify them from the gates of heaven right. and that never felt good to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I just could never really get in. But mm-hmm. anyway, so after that.
0: So after that, I mean, and to your point, I mean, for me, joining church is about community, not because I needed some spiritual guidance. Mm-hmm. That's I didn't feel that. I wasn't like my, you know, I just need, I wanted people around me that I could talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of my challenge, and this is when I was like 20, literally I was like 20 years old when I tried that again. Right after that, I think, and we talked about this in another podcast, I got very heavy into you know, fractal mathematics, quantum mechanics, um, human consciousness, um, just universal principles. And I've always, my father um, raised us um, with the understanding that everything is built upon or atop the scientific method, mm-hmm. right? So if you can't apply or if you don't apply the scientific method to what you're trying to understand, then it needs it you need to revise it or you need to, to stop right so um one of the things that didn't make any sense to me was like well dinosaurs like wh- how how do you have this this being and then like there's no explanation about dinosaurs like none yeah zero you had a whole like like not not like a couple hundred like hundreds of millions of years of these these beings and just like we got nothing we have no, we have no, it started insight. at creation, huh? It started at creation, he just deleted it right and just started over. So I was like, That that was strange,
1: or <laughs> that it started after, I don't know, right?
0: Whatever order, right? <laughs> I don't know. And then the other thing that uh, I had a challenge with was the fact that God behaved in certain ways, so this omniscient being still acted angry, still mm-hmm. got jealous, or had human characteristic oh my god lower level lower level because when you act when you are jealous or you're angry you're acting like you're an asshole you you're acting like an ass like you that's your lower it's a lower vibrational thing right um so this ultimate being of all beings gets angry yeah and then when he gets mad he acts like my son and just kind of blows up his entire like
1: well in every you know every creation story they kind of give human qualities to
0: personify you know mm-hmm. the
1: gods or the deities mm-hmm. and so i think that's just a way of making sense for humans, you know, mm-hmm. they're making sense of this larger than life um, entity, if yeah. you will, or spirit, or force. Yeah. Um, not that maybe it's necessarily true, but who knows? I mean, until you meet him, her, they for yourself, right? Then, then what? what
0: um, you- and the other thing that that uh, I was challenged with was, you know, the representation of um of humans in the bible specifically between gender so you know i was always intrigued why and i'm oversimplifying so please um my bible scholars bear with me um but the the female presence in the bible is extremely reduced in my opinion right Mm -hmm. you have a woman that somehow got pregnant without a penis you got another woman that um was a whore and then she got saved and i forgot what the third woman was
1: I mean, one? there's there. I'm being there interested are interested. a lot of women in the Bible, but they're
0: their characters are very secondary and tertiary to. Yeah, they're
1: not the disciples. They're not mm-hmm. the you know. Their stories are beautiful,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but to your point, they're not like the main
0: characters. For me, they're very minimized. So you know what that highlighted to me is that you know whoever writes uh, the book is is the winner, right? So, and I've, I just felt like you know when you look at how humanity, how humans move through life. Um, we do this thing where when we want control over something we um, express that story in in favor of us of the person that's creating it so if man is writing the book then of course the characters and the story will will revolve around men and I mean that from a gender perspective so I just had this issue that um you know women were kind of just like again they were just kind of like in my opinion well, I think that, it.
1: that was the point because we know mm-hmm. that they omitted mm-hmm. Uh Took out parts, added Mm -hmm. parts together, Mm -hmm. you know, to recreate what we know at now as the King James version of the Bible. Um, That took place, you know, at the uh, Nicaea meeting, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, where they chose. They literally chose what was going to go in and what was going to be removed. And so, if they were pushing the agenda of patriarchy and um, using religion to uh, control Mm -hmm. people, then Mm -hmm. they would leave out women yeah. you know or yeah. have very specific stories around women yeah. um so that women would now have an example of how but, they were well, supposed want to, you to behave yeah exactly well
0: and this goes back to again our previous podcast when we talked about marriage and the initial um point of marriage um at least back then was for property mitigation like women were considered property so marriage was just another form of that an expression of that property so to your point it's like all these all these constructs you know
1: property or the acquisition of wealth right because if they came from a, a wealthy family they that, came with mm-hmm, you know yeah. yes so whether that was land or whether that was cattle or uh, jewels or you know whatever <laughs> right. it was that came with the wife so you were essentially taking a wife so that you can take on that family as well that's right um <clears throat> okay
0: and then um I think the other thing that I was challenged with was kind of to your point, but on a a, uh, more scientific realm, which is, you know, the biodiversity on this planet is very much still undiscovered because the majority of life on this planet is underwater. A lot of places we still can't get to yet. Yeah. So I don't understand how we think that we're the only sentient beings in the whole universe of ever. You know what I mean? So this omniscient being made this extremely, infinitely large space for this little ass ball with just a few billion people on it. Eh, That that mathematically, as fractal mathematics speaks to this, it's the probability factor, like the probability of other life worlds, of other um, sentient beings, the probability of anything that you extrapolate to some degree will repeat itself and will make itself available. So it just made no sense, kind of like you, where it's like, so if there's another Earth-like planet let's say a hundred light years from here and the beings on it just had a hundred year leap on us. Right. You mean to tell me that they're all going to hell too, because they didn't get emailed, you know, the first copy of the King James version of the Bible. Yeah. That, that, that makes my helmet. Or Maybe
1: they have their own <clears throat> version, you know,
0: that, several doesn't make, versions. that doesn't make any sense. Cause King James, was a person that only lived on this planet. Yeah. And that's my problem.
1: Well, right? I mean, we we know that, or at least we think that there are parallel universes. Mm-hmm. So perhaps King James also lived on... <laughs> he, he, he teleworked <laughs> <it> over. <only. laughs> I yeah. don't know. Watch Spider-Man, the latest one on Netflix. They kind of talk about that.
0: But <laughs> yeah. anyway. So for me, I mean... It was, I, there were parts of the, the, I understand the sentiment of the Bible, right? Because some of the stories are very good in terms of, be, you know, being compassionate and having some baseline of morality. But some of the other shit to me, just they just seem like, you know, human control dramas. You know what I mean? And,
1: well, the the movie The Book of Eli mm-hmm. actually kind of. Talks really. Brilliant movie. Denzel yeah, Washington Denzel, was in that movie. Such a great movie. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies. But talks about how the Bible is used, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. against people, and how ultimately there's a society that no one um, there are no books mm-hmm, mm-hmm. except this last copy of the Bible. Right. Um, and why does he need access to the Bible? Because that is what he's using mm-hmm. to control people. Right. Um and you know, it's just it's also interesting because there are parallels in religion, mm-hmm. you know, and, and across the world, which leads me to believe that, you know, we all have some thing mm-hmm. that um is similar. Right. You know, and we take these things and we use them. We take these um these stories and we retell them just a little bit differently, of course. you know? It's the game of
0: telephone, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. And so in that way, it's like, you know, we have to have compassion for people that hmm. have differing beliefs because... The same passion that you feel and conviction that you feel for whatever you believe, mm-hmm. is the exact same compassion and conviction that they feel for what they believe, and yeah. it may just be just slightly different, mm-hmm. or maybe they practice it different, but it, on principally it's the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, the golden rule, do unto right. others, and right. all these things are um, very much a part of different um religious texts
0: yeah i mean that's symmetry. i think we all humans the majority of humans have um this understanding that there's something out there greater than us um but for me again it kind of just it kind of started falling apart at, at around those areas i think with the other area that i was troubled by was the fact that i understand that the first bipedal Carbon based life form on this planet was a female. Like, we know this scientifically. Mm-hmm. Like, the first human was, if it had to be, like, just how, like from chromosome, like, you just, that's just how DNA works. So, why then would God have a penis? That, again, that, for me, that doesn't make any sense. That's counterintuitive. First of all, I don't think that god this omniscient being is is relegated to a binary gender right male or female i think god is androgynous i also think it's a consortium of beings um i think that um listen going back to mathematical principles there is a set of rules in um, math that govern flight right drag lift thrust you have a set of mathematics that govern fluid dynamics you have a set of mathematics that govern um air movement, so on and so on. Right. And each one of these um, mathematical formulas can't apply outside of that particular, um, you know, environment. So you could call the formula that governs that principle or extracted from that principle, a God, right. By, by, you know, my definition. So for me, I think it's a consortium of, of entities that have their realm and can kind of, um, you know, do what they need to do. And I don't, and I don't mean to the point where exercising free will or like there's a God of, you know, ties and a god of, you know. Well, medicine. I mean,
1: in many uh, spiritual belief systems, that is the case. Poly-
0: polytheism, right.
1: Yeah. Um, or they'll have, like, you know, a main person at the, a person, <laughs> entity at the top. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, you have other deities that also support right. and have a closer connection with humans. Mm-hmm. I mean, in African spirituality. mm mm-hmm. And many of the um, Eastern philosophies, Mm -hmm. you know, that's pretty much how it works.
0: They all have, to your point, a a head deity and then proxy deities that are always the liaison between humans and the and just kind of like if you think about Christianity, the Trinity, right? You have God, then you have Jesus, and you have humans. So Jesus is like the, you know, the proxy between between both. You got to talk to Jesus to get the God type of thing. So
1: well, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost is actually the Trinity. But then, yes, there, mm-hmm. and, and Jesus was the connection or the liaison, mm-hmm. if you will, yeah. um, to humans. To humans, right.
0: Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, so for me, it just none of that made any sense. None of that made any sense. None of what? Just, you know, again, just like, you know, the minimization of the female presence in, oh, in these okay. holy books. Um, kind of how the... Placement of man to me contended um, biology and science. It didn't make any sense. We talk about Jesus, but yet thirty-three years is missing. You know, it's was like, I was like, okay, so did what? Do, you, do you, is masturbation bad or not? You know what I mean? Like, and and this is important because that very topic, though it seems trite, that I bring it up an example. Like, you have Christians that are we like you're going to hell if you masturbate or masturbating is a sin. Yet, yeah. But by the way, it wasn't even spoken to in the Bible. So that. That whole arrival to that point was completely made the hell up. Like no one yeah. said anything about that. So this is and this is my problem, right? And Now this becomes this kind of meta um, religion to religion. You know what I mean? And it just it just drives me nuts. I can't I can't wrap my mind around it.
1: Well, for me, so my kind of story mm-hmm. of evolution, if you will, started. Um, I don't think I've ever. I don't think church has ever fully resonated with me mm-hmm. um, even at a very young age before I was able to s- state exactly why, which was mm-hmm. like I said, there's no way that there are all these people on on this planet, mm-hmm. and they all have to believe in this one book one um, story, mm-hmm. if you will, in order to be accepted into the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I have a Perhaps past life, um, position, mm-hmm. you know, as maybe even a priestess, and so I think some of that was coming out because some of the way that I expressed myself um, as a child, even before I really fully understand it, understood it, and even coming from my own mother who considers herself a Christian, um, were principles that were not, you know, rooted in Christianity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, moon gazing. You know, honoring Mm -hmm. the moon and the cycles of the moon. Like that was a big thing.
0: That's kind of witchy, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, It was a big
1: thing for me growing up. And Mm -hmm. and my own mother was very um, into nature. Mm -hmm. And so she would always point out the clouds and she would always point out the sunsets and she would always point out the moon and the stars and just everything about nature. Mm -hmm. And so at an early age, I had a a deep connection um, with nature and that kind of stayed with me. Um, and then, um, I don't remember, I think I was about maybe seven or so. My mom was working for the church at the time and, um, my parents were separated, but they were going to work to,
0: to fix it, fix their
1: marriage. Mm -hmm. And so my father was moving because of his job to another state. Mm -hmm. And so my mom was going to move as well. Mm -hmm. And she you know gave her notice or whatever and I remember this discussion being that she had to s- ask permission to leave um, That's cool the the pastor o- the person of o- the bishop over the church word and it didn't sit well with her <laughs> and it certainly I'm looking like this is my mom. She's an adult who gets to tell her how she's and if anything I saw it as Somebody trying to keep my mom from moving forward, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and so that kind of stuck with me, and I'm just like, you shouldn't have to request permission you know to to leave right. a church in that way, and so that didn't feel good and then, you know, I went to a series of like shut-ins and camps and things like that with mm-hmm. other um within other churches, and I had some really good times, like you i it I felt very ostracized often because mm-hmm. I didn't have the same economy as some of the other people that attended church. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that was all kind of self-induced. Mm. For uh, you it was, yeah. For, yeah, yeah, for me. They self-induced like pain. Nobody ever taunted or tormented mm. or anything like that. I mean, I tried to sing in the choir once and I was like, I can't sing as well as anything. You know, all these kind of mm-hmm. self-sabotaging thoughts mm-hmm. that kind of pushed me away. Um, and then as an adult... I was waking up if you will. Mm. I was realizing that my education was now contradicting a lot right. of the principles that I would learn, yeah, same, you know, same. from church. Right. And so I was like, well, I just have to work a little bit harder to make that connection because that's what anthropologists do, right? right, right. Um, you just have to find where the science is, right. you know, mm-hmm. or find where the the origin story is and why we think and feel the way we do. And so, what I started doing was collecting Bibles because I was really into linguistics. Mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe they just misinterpreted. <laughs> These words, And so if I can get a Bible in Spanish and Portuguese and Italian and all these other languages, mm-hmm. I can compare notes and say, actually, this is what it means. Mm-hmm. Not this English line there. Ooh, right. um, I started that process. You I and a bunch it. of other
0: scholars. <laughs> and and it's, it's funny that you that you went on that journey because obviously there are scholars that are dedicated mm-hmm. to doing that exact translation. And. As you know, through language, there's an etymology of words, but that etymology, that taxonomy, is very specific to the language.
1: Well, it's the worldview that you get because, in every language, not in every language, there are different words for different things. And some words don't exist. Some words don't exist, or some words exist, but there's like 20 words that mean the exact same thing, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about like variants of mm-hmm. them. I mean, like literally, th- like in the Inuit language, mm-hmm. I think they said there is over. 3,000 words for snow or Mm. something like that. And they all mean a little something different. Mm. And they can tell because they live in that environment and they have that experience. Whereas we're looking at that it's all the same, you know. So for me, that was like a huge undertaking right. but it's something that was very important to helping me mm-hmm. kind of wrap my mind around okay i can stick with this because i really didn't want to leave <laughs> right. i felt I, you know that guilt mm-hmm. that a lot of people have when they're trying to transition yeah, and yeah. trying to question because it's important to know why you believe what you believe right. not just because you were raised in it right not just because somebody else you know told you that that's what you should and, do and
0: that's huge i mean that's that's applaudable check websters right because a lot of people will fall victim to cognitive dissonance yeah. like you you were okay with moving outside of the thing you like that literally commanded your life and yeah. i know i wasn't raised in it i definitely went toward it um but to then um challenge yourself i yeah. think that's very key especially at a very young age so um, I just wanted to highlight, like, that's beautiful. A lot of people don't do that. And that's my, at the end of the day, um, this podcast or any conversation we have, um, we're not specifically trying to challenge you. We're obviously just speaking about our lives, but um, challenge yourself, like think about it differently yeah. and, and be okay with changing your mind. It's like, it's okay to change. You don't have to stay in that space or place. And just you don't because. have to
1: change just because you want to change. I think that's the first step. Mm-hmm. But then research right. you know um what i did also was i church hopped mm. so one thing that i didn't like was that no matter what church i went to they mm. were always condemning another sect mm-hmm. of that same yeah, religion so yeah. christianity we know that you have protestants the and you Baptist. have yeah. baptists and you have uh, ame and you have i mean like you just have so many different sects
0: it's like frats right like
1: and i I was like, how, like, this for me is challenging and Mm -hmm. slightly disturbing specifically because then they would talk about the other in church.
0: In in church. In church. (laughs) In church. So
1: then I was like, for a while I stopped going. I was like, I'm just going to do my own work. Mm -hmm. And then I moved and I was teaching. It was during the time I was teaching for Teach for America. This was right before I met you. Mm -hmm. Um, I found a church and I really liked it. Mm -hmm. And I was like... I mean, we were just on a roll. Mm-hmm. I was tithing. Um, and the song selections, and the, and they did real work in terms of like um, you would go in, and they'd give you a handout, and there would be like you had to follow along mm-hmm. in the sermon and write in the missing words, fill in the blank, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, they you, we were reading directly from the Bible, so there was that Bible study, mm-hmm. you know, that's mm-hmm. so important because you can't just always take – No offense, pastors, but the pastor's word for it. You need to do your own Mm -hmm. work and read your own book, if you will. Um, And it was all good. And then I think it was Easter Sunday. I had already been gearing up, like I said, to kind of walk away. It would just, but I wanted again to find a reason to stay. And that particular Sunday, Easter Sunday, they compared themselves to the Catholics and they, because I thought it was a non-denominational uh, mm-hmm. church, just mm-hmm. Christian. Mm-hmm. Then found out that they were Protestant. Mm-hmm. And they compared themselves to the Catholics. And I was like, all right, I'm done.
0: Mm-hmm. Put a fork in it.
1: So literally Easter Sunday, 2009, mm-hmm. was when I was done with church. And as a commemoration... That's, that's when you became a heathen. <laughs> <laughs> as a commemoration for how hard my journey was now getting ready to be,
0: mm-hmm. I chopped my hair off. Okay, yeah, yeah. I yeah, chopped my hair off. And yeah. so...
1: I cut off all that old energy, energy, mm-hmm. mindset, thinking, guilt, anything. Mm-hmm. And I committed myself to really um, going within.
0: Self-discovery. And that, yeah. I think that's the other thing. I, I really appreciate that because a lot of, for me, I'm you know me, I, and people that know me, I'm a huge on accountability. Like stop blaming the world, people, society, social media for whatever is happening to you. So my issue with church as well it's like well just pray to god no what do you mean no you have to fix it yeah. you have to do this You know what i mean like for me it's like if you're going to call on god call on god like when you're literally passing out or you need a new organ or some shit right but not or... not to win a football game that you let me get this straight <laughs> right you go. here i go right yeah and this is my thing like even in the fighting you have people like so i'm gonna pray to god to beat this man's ass are you like why?
1: Well, one of the beautiful scenes you're just making me think of from Avatar mm-hmm. was when they uh, were getting ready to go into like war, if you will, mm-hmm. with the the humans that came to that planet. Mm-hmm. It was clearly breaking
0: down. And we know that story,
1: and um, you know uh, I can't think of the names right now, but the guy, the main character, of the guy, mm-hmm. um, what had now taken the side of the Avatar. Pandorans, yeah, yeah, the right. Avatars, mm-hmm. yeah, and. Um, he's like, Well can't you just pray to God and pray to your God and you know, she and the uh, her character was like, Well, Awa doesn't take sides. Mm. Awa protects the balance. Mm. And so it's not about Praying to God to strike down your enemies—it's <laughs> right. about praying to God to restore balance in whatever way that that needs to come.
0: And by the way, that balance starts with your behavior, yes. right? So that was—I mean—I think that's the thing that I, that kind of I, another issue I had with religion was like the, the lack of accountability was yeah. gone. So even that you guys did that—the work in the church was that would have been huge um, yeah. if I were part of that. Um, yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's brilliant. I mean,
1: it was a great church. I, you know, at the end of the day, I think I was already. Out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was just looking for that sign and yeah. for me that was my that sign was like it. this was the end of the road yeah. um, and I mourned mm-hmm. I didn't want to like I even after a while I still felt like you know I'm for Jesus and what I realized was that the story of Jesus was actually a very beautiful one and one that was very much connected to other people religions. So that's why I had that Mm -hmm. deeper, you know, connection, Mm -hmm. if you will. And I think it's quite possible to believe in God, Mm -hmm. to um, look at the lives of prophets, Mm -hmm. of Jesus, of uh, Buddha, and take the uh underlining values and principles and apply them to your life without right. being religious right it's, it's, it, it it's is very true. possible
0: because lem- religion to me is man's translation of the universe right and remember human language regardless of that language is extremely limiting which is why i'm such a math person um and so if you think about like i remember asking my pastor several pastors what about the dinosaurs? No answer. What, what about so the funny. I, I'm not I kidding. never
1: thought to ask about the dinosaurs? I'm like, yo,
0: I'm like, what's up with T Rex, man? Where'd he come <laughs> from? You know what I mean, I don't see no words here about T Rex. Um, I asked about aliens. You know, what I mean again, if I understand that this globe is, you know, twenty four thousand nine hundred some odd miles in circumference, and like how do you how do you mean there's no other beings? And so and, and the the answer I'd always get from every pastor is well none of that matters the only stuff that matters is the stuff that pertains to your salvation
1: and see i think it's like, symbolic <clears throat> i think that's the thing because we can say that angels are aliens or ascended masters of course they are. we can say that hell is another place where aliens or ascended masters also reside like right. there's really until you have gone on and can Verify something else, something different. And
0: report back, by the way. And report back. Because people go on, but we don't get the report
1: back. (laughs) You will never know. You'll never know. You will never know. And so that's why it's important to do your own work Mm -hmm. right now to move yourself to a place where you feel confident and convicted in your life. And always trying to improve yourself. Right. Um, one last thing for me that mm-hmm. was kind of like stealing the deal. So, yes, I walked away, but there were, this was at a time where I was kind of also coming back into my own identity, mm-hmm. you know, as in uh, a black woman, mm-hmm. an, uh, an African American woman, if you will, mm-hmm. or an African woman. Um, and one of the things that I just did, just could not sit with was how Christianity specifically was used to control our people ancestors him, I know, I know.
0: there's a saying that goes that um, when the white man came to Africa he left the book and took the the land mm-hmm. you know what I mean and if you think about like, again it goes back to what you said it's like before, before this book was introduced to Africa these millions of people had their own way of doing things yeah. their own reverence their own deities and then all of a sudden
1: it was how they c- kept us in captivity for so long based
0: based on this book based on this religion
1: not just africans Mm -hmm. also native americans Mm -hmm. right Right. um and people in central and south america but here in this now as a country but Mm -hmm. somebody else's land they Mm -hmm. also left the book (laughs) and it just to me that is i can't sit with that yeah, just it just it never sat well with me and
0: me either. I mean, and, and then on top of that, to your point, I mean, you know, going back to science, I'm like every represent. I remember thinking this at 10 when I first went to church. Every representation of God is a white man. I'm like, that's clever uh, because phenotypically, uh, climactically, geologically.
1: Geographically,
0: expeditiously. (laughs) Yeah, it couldn't. It's impossible. It's impossible. And
1: when you know, obviously, we can make some scientific conclusions around what we think Jesus would have looked like. mm -hmm. You know, at the time or the people in the Bible. One of my favorite all time, and still to this day, I can't give it up. mm -hmm. Favorite. um, Movies is actually the Ten Commandments. Mm,
0: mm.
1: I bought the fifty-year anniversary
0: commemorative (laughs) set. With
1: I loved that movie, Mm -hmm. but all those characters were white.
0: Every single one of them.
1: And I was just like, "How? (laughs) (laughs) How is this possible?" You know, but it's the
0: same. It's the same thing in the Cleopatra. Like all those, like Ben Hur, all those movies—they're all white people. And so, I mean, we can—that's a whole other thing we can get into, but um that 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 literally and so that to me demonstrated like if they can lie pictorially or if someone can make an inference or paint a new picture literally um by presenting this idol it's deity in this way um what's to say that the words were also altered in context of it being their way and so yeah i mean in my house you might see a black jesus you might see buddha um, and if I, if we beat our kids over the head and said, this is what God is, anything outside of that would be blasphemy, right? I mean, yeah. this is exactly, and, and then religion becomes a control drama. Yeah. It's crazy. Sure.
1: Well, and this kind of opened up the window into discovering, okay, so now that I'm free, mm-hmm. you know, right. from Christianity, what do I do next? Now what? Yeah, You know, now what? And because at the same time I was I had cut my hair, Mm -hmm. and I was introduced to this whole other world of using nature, right? Mm -hmm. That's how I was raised, Mm -hmm. using nature to pour back into myself and to detox my mind, body, and spirit. I feel like that was the point where I then opened up. Mm -hmm. And blossom into wow! Like there's all this other stuff, right? Because you had to not only detox your spirit, Mm -hmm. you know, you also my body. Like Mm -hmm. I was now eating better, right? I was now um, using safer, more natural products Mm -hmm. on myself, and Mm -hmm. so that uh, my pineal gland was being detox, decalcified, and detoxed as well, and enter wearing the. The third eye, the ujata, you know, yeah. the ujjat, the bindi, the whatever you want to call it, eye of Horus, mm-hmm. right? That's when that started coming in because I now didn't have anything else holding me down.
0: And I, I just want to highlight that. And this is this is what's beautiful. This is why I love you so much and why we're together, right? Or One of the many reasons. But, you know, if you look at religion, like it, it bec- it's your relationship with God, but it doesn't help you focus on the relationship with yourself. Yeah. Right? And so... Okay, you can pray to God about this, that, and the other thing, but you keep using fluoride-based toothpaste, right? Or you keep eating, drinking, you know, forty ounces of Coke every day, right? You're so it's still like
1: doing harm t- to so, yourself. Yeah, and yeah.
0: so that that whole to me that be, you know bifurcating se- self-love from the love for God, yeah, th- it was always the other way around. Like you have to love God, and that th- that will fix it. You yeah. know, what I mean, so for you to pour back into yourself, and by the way. Doing so using the resources of this earth yeah. in a way that's conducive to optimal health that's like that's and that's godly to me.
1: It's so interesting because then I moved into a space of you know being a witch, mm-hmm. yeah. right? I remember, um, and it was kind of like a revolutionary kind of like, I was like rebelling, if you will, mm-hmm. because I wasn't. If people look at witchcraft as something that's dark and negative and harmful, and it certainly can be. Mm-hmm. However, you use anything can be that way. There are people even, that are even the Bible. Whole, yes, <laughs> whole you know um, consecrated, delivered saints, mm-hmm. and still use dark magic. I they still use it, it negatively. Mm-hmm. That is what essentially slavery. And using the Bible to control people—that—that that was a dark magic, mm-hmm. right? So, that's not how I used it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously, I—I I believe in balance in all things, and I, you know, if if you're going to use something. Um, in a negative light, you better be prepared for the consequences. Yes. Yeah, you know? Um, so that's not how I used it. But the reason I felt like I needed to kind of declare myself as such was because I also believed in the power of the natural world. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, prayer um to me is very similar to meditation, which is also very similar to um spell work. Mm-hmm. You know, um and it it was all related. Yeah. And I thought that it was just a reclamation of who I was mm-hmm. ancestrally in my DNA. Right. African spirituality was at, you know, my core. So why would I not, right? you know? Right. Um, and so for a very long time, that's what I considered myself. And I, I you know, had some friends that were like, yeah, dog, I'm not like why? I can't and you know we try to talk me out of it. <laughs> right, right. Um and try to like pray over my soul and all these other things and I continued pushing forward. I I don't so much as call myself a witch now because I feel like the terminology now means something completely different than it did even like But that would make you not ago. use the word though. Um I, there's no reason for me to declare okay. what I am. Okay. You know, I have my own practice. Um Witches, though, is like game recognized game. Like people who practice, they know what it they is. They know what time it is. I've gotten stuff in my inbox from people, and I never said two things. And like, I'm getting these certain vibes from you, you know. Um, so it really is what it is um, at this point. Um, but that was a big part of my upbringing. It it brought me to, or excuse me, a big part of my rebirth Mm -hmm. if you will it brought me to the study of herbs right um it brought me to the use of um, fire and candles Mm -hmm. and just elements in general Mm -hmm. it brought me um to my understanding of astrology Mm -hmm. and astronomy Mm -hmm. crystals Uh, Christ, it brought me to my understanding of crystals crystal was, healing. Crystals
0: was huge for me. I mean and I think the thing that resonated when you introduced me to crystals was um like everything, again, scientifically, everything has a harmonic resonance. Mm-hmm. Everything, right? Yeah. And I I there's um the human body, each limb resonates at a certain, you know, frequency. So mm-hmm. I think the arm um, is about twenty seven hertz. Um and I think part of your hip is at like five you know, there's all these and so crystals have they're, they're they are are a universal memory card yeah you know what i mean like they it's a it's a bank because if you think about a rock and this is why we can carbon date which i know you have an issue with um we can carbon date things like we can that rock that mineral holds it literally has a memory of all things that happened to it. it's yeah. an archive so if you can
1: well they it, have crystals called record keeping crystals mm-hmm. specifically or that hold um certain uh templates right. or what do you call them? Um tablets, you yeah, know, yeah. and them and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah Crystal was huge. Yeah, it added- Crystal's, that, it's what brought me to uh, chakra healing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's what brought me to um, uh, oracle cards and tarot. Mm-hmm. Um, and tarot. I still, I, I'm still not completely fully versed in, in tarot, um, but oracle cards in particular and then Akashic Records readings mm-hmm. and um, all these things that people think are just so demonic.
0: And I think the thing about these is that they're, they're, they're tools. Like you can't, you don't, it's kind of like your horoscope. You don't read your horoscope and then like close the computer and then ride out with that forever. I mean, every day, um, every choice you make impacts yeah. the right, the, uh, the potential outcome. Um, and you um, how you're using these things and the energy behind them will definitely influence the outcome. And
1: the crazy thing is people there are, not beginners to this people that are using this as a part of their life's work root mm-hmm. workers light workers like all of these people what do they do before they start
0: mm-hmm. they pray mm-hmm.
1: right mm-hmm. they use the bible they use whatever that they need to do to
0: still themselves get right ready
1: open themselves to the source mm-hmm. god you know mm-hmm. That's what they do before they get started. So when people come at me like, oh, witchcraft is bad, or if you're not Christian, then that's bad, or Mm -hmm. if you don't, you know, if you don't have religion, that's bad, because I've heard it all. Of course. Um, They have no idea what they're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Right. At the end of the day, because I'm not shut off from God. Mm -hmm. I'm very much in alignment, Mm -hmm. and I don't pray for things i give thanks right i also give thanks to my ancestors because i know without them Mm. we would not be sitting right here you know um and you and i have been through so many different (laughs) phases of our own spiritual walk like
0: us trying to find ourselves we've been we've uh because again so now that we've we went through our, you know, respective indip- individual journeys yeah. with spirituality and religion, um, and then obviously we, we became, you know, um, we formed like Voltron, yeah. and we became a family. And then we still both had this collective yearning for a community. Um, or, we had this respective yearning for our community, and uh, so with that, we thought that again joining a larger community of like like minds would help us, and so. When we came together, we obviously knew from day zero that we had this perspective around the family unit. And so we wanted to, you know, become part of a community that was open to and supportive of that, that community unit. And so, I mean, at the family unit. And we went through, um, what were these? We looked at. Well, um, we looked at you them. know,
1: we first, we reconsidered, you know, the Abrahamic religions. Like we were talking about. Islam. We talked about Islam. We talked briefly about even being Hebrew. We did. Um we talked Mormonism. well, I don't think we were ever going to be Mormon. No, but we we talked about it. We talked about it. Um we considered um also and sometimes still consider Mm -hmm. you know, the the value of Hinduism Mm -hmm. um and Buddhism and, you know, all of these other Eastern uh spiritual practices. African uh, spiritual systems you know Um, and I think at the end of the day I feel like they all have their value and their place Mm -hmm. and you you can if you choose to be a devotee to them that's a beautiful thing that's your choice Um, but there's something beautiful about being able to um, take what resonates with you and not feel obligated Mm -hmm you know, to to be that thing, to and, practice that And not, that not
0: thing. be guilted. And, and that's the other thing. I mean, because that, that was the other issue that, you know, we, we had was it. There, was, there are beautiful parts of all these religions. We even looked at Scientology. We even looked at Scientology, yeah. right? And there's this beautiful, I mean, Scientology, I appreciate the um, the the one part of it that stuck out to us was the self-audit, like the auditing, like the auditing process is deep. That to me, I'm like, wow, this is about self-work. This is about, but then there's other parts of it. I'm like, "Eh."
1: ooh, that's out there. We're like, yeah. it doesn't really resonate. It's not going (laughs) to
0: fit. With Islam, there are parts that were beautiful. And um, because again, with all things, as we, our family mantra is, or one of them rather, is that, you know, discipline equals freedom. And so there's a discipline in some of these religions that's very beautiful, um, like in Islam. But there's other parts of it. I'm like, eh. You know, it's not it's not it to me it becomes it's it's you're guilted into something and or it limits you from um, being able to express life. And I don't mean like, oh, I want to have wine and I can't. I don't mean that. I mean, there's deeper esoteric things that I feel are important to human expression that are throttled by certain dimensions of religion. Um, We looked at uh, what else we look at. So yeah, was, I mean,
1: uh, <clears throat> I think we've looked
0: at looked at it, and, and, and we stayed open to them. I mean, we yeah. had very long, deep discussions about what would that look like, like yeah. how do we apply that to our daily life, and and can still feel free. And we've not arrived to anything that you know led us to be like, okay, this is the one we're going to commit to for for forever. Um, and so, to Ashley's point, we've just um, you know we've definitely have extracted. The beautiful parts of that and have adopted into. And um,
1: we continue to do the work. Mm -hmm. And so that doesn't mean that today, because this is how we feel and believe and think that that's the end all be all for the rest of our lives. Like we're always going to challenge ourselves. We're Always. always going to improve ourselves. We're always going to look at things and say, listen. Maybe we left this part out. Maybe we didn't consider this part. You know, we're going to take our experiences, couple them with our research, couple them with, you know, whatever downloads we receive, Mm -hmm. you know, from the heavens or from the universe or however you want to um, think about that. Because dream interpretation, dreams, and Mm -hmm. all that, there are always new things that come in. Always. Um, And being, having the freedom to, accept those things when they come
0: mm-hmm.
1: interpret them and apply them right a lot of people can't even get to that part cuz right. they're so stuck
0: so stuck and i think that's the biggest thing we want to we want to be in a mind space that when something undiscovered or not yet a reality becomes a reality the thing that we've been doing won't contend destroy abate or minimize that new that new idea so for mm-hmm. example if the aliens if aliens are real, which I do, th- we do think they are. Um, but if they do decide to come here, and you were married to a particular religion, religion, there are some religions right now that would that's you can't. Like there's there's no they're they're automatically something divided. They're automatically something. Uh, and you, you said
1: know. if aliens come here, I think it's yeah, more if they reveal if they themselves. <laughs> reveal right, I'm with you. Yeah. They if they me. come and knock on your door, <laughs> right? Or beam themselves into your house, right. um, Will you?
0: Will you be open? Or you know. I mean, are you going to shoot it first or are you going to try to talk to I mean, like this? And there's some religion, some ways of thinking, some mantras that are counterintuitive to life. And if we, again, going back to the principles of universality, if this omniscient being, God, created all life, then why is the life being presented before you you being destroyed? And by the way, we do that on a human level, just going back to slavery. There's religion that said it was okay to kill people and enslave them. To extend that on a macro form out to alien species, like, we're not far from that. Like, that's not a far-fetched idea. We've we've already done that. So,
1: Well, one of the things when you were saying that just stuck out to me, Mm -hmm. and this is part of the indoctrination that comes with religion. Mm -hmm. I remember being told a story as a child, so you can imagine how traumatizing this was. (laughs)
0: like what you're telling me now. As (laughs) a
1: child, there were a group of soldiers that came into the church. And they made everybody come around and step on um, the picture of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? If you didn't step on it, they would shoot you. Wow. So you you know what the point of the story was, right? Mm-hmm. That you never denounce mm-hmm. your religion.
0: Right.
1: You never denounce your religion. Right. And so that's how we create um, these martyrs. And mm-hmm. missionaries and people that are like, you know, I'm going to die for this cause. But guess what? That's the exact same thing on the other side that we condemn. That's exactly right, right? They just
0: they feel just as strong about they. They feel just
1: as strongly about their religious um, um, practices and beliefs mm-hmm. that they would kill for it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of one of the many things that kind of, like, informed, like, okay, there's something else there yeah, yeah. that we got to really work on and sit with. and just... true.
0: And, and, again, you know, and I know we got to close out here shortly, but, um, I mean, just because math and science is kind of my, you know, where I start, um, I believe, um, we believe in, in higher, you know, deities, him, her, they. Um, we believe there's lots of... Uh, Universal principles at work that are beyond what we can even explain right now Um, But I mean, you know, again, you know multiple dimensions um, You have a decision tree uh, or reality that collapses based on you know, you moving through time like that That to me makes complete sense and when you think about how your thoughts can can create reality your thoughts right now Don't weigh anything your thought can't be measured. It can't be weighed There's no dimension to it, but yet you with a thought can create a seven ounce phone, you know, a two thousand pound car. It's so. I mean, like, wow, that's amazing that human thought, a formless stuff, can create something that has form. So, if you apply that on a macro level, there's there's so much more.
1: Yeah. So, I, basically, what you can say about our spiritual practice is one that's we're very universal. Mm-hmm. You know, we're open um, to learning and relearning and unlearning right. if we need to um we probably are more steeped in eastern and african spiritual practice um than anything Mm -hmm. Um, we do a lot of reading (laughs) um
0: and actually speak i'm gonna start pulling these out while you're talking
1: okay yeah we we do a lot of reading because i think when you read that's when you learn how much you actually don't know
0: you learn how much you don't know and um it expands your universe because the thing about reading which is why i love reading is because you hear things in your own voice yeah. there's nothing more um valuable nothing that had, holds any more gravity than hearing things in your own voice which is when you are speaking to yourself when you're reading to yourself you're making a commitment to yourself which is why we also have to be careful with our language as yeah. you said earlier or what you kind of implied is that our language your link lang- your words are your spell they so are. if you don't think you cute or you don't think oh well, that's okay that's fine what so is. be it so Reading is imperative, not just from what you read in the context, but so that you can hear your own voice. Yeah. So uh, anyway, these are just some of the books that have helped us um, kind of move through the journey. This is um, the Dalai Lama's
1: Little Book of Buddhism.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is um, the Four Agreements. And I'll, I'll make a, a book list as well. Four Agreements has been um, a game changer. Yeah. This and um, it's the
1: book that I referenced the most on my page. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's this book changed everything. These books are very centric to the perspective outwardly of the human existence and how you interact with living things in nature. Um, and again, the agreements you make to self, the voice to self. It
1: also helps you become much more um, open minded because a lot we like to use that word and throw it around like, we'll oh, I'm it. open. Y'all ain't open minded. Because if you were, you would think of things in a relative sense, Right. not from your perspective, but right. oh, this is how someone else could think or feel that way right. because if of you, how they were raised right. and brought up.
0: If you approach things with your implicit bias, like you, this, that, you know, the objectivity of the, of, of the observation is gone. Yeah. So, um, we had the book of Mormon. Um, this was an interesting book. Um, we had an interesting, uh, um, kind of, uh, event around Mormon, Mormonism. Um, long story short, uh, I was told that we couldn't be Mormon because or I couldn't, I'm sorry, excel in a Mormon church because um, I'm a man of color. And um, black people or men of color in particular aren't allowed to be, I think, permission, permissioners or whatever. Yeah, it is I
1: think there's something about the darker skin.
0: Yeah, so the dark, like no, my skin equals. Uh, so it's not sin. just
1: black people, but.
0: People of color. Well, yeah. So that's what I was told anyway. I'm not saying it's in that book, that's what I was told. Um, the universe and the teacup. So this, again, guys, I love math because math applies to everything. Math is agnostic to your bias. It's agnostic to time. It, um, it is the universal language. And from math, of course, you can derive sounds. You get harmony, you get music. Um, whatever sentient beings exist beyond this planet are you going to use some form of math to make calculations to promote sound? Yeah. So anyway, um, this book is a great book to that. that ex, ex, excuse me. expand upon mathematics and how these formulas you actually can take a formula for the Fibonacci sequence and apply it to like baseball. You can yeah. apply it to like you like pouring coffee. Like it all fits. Yeah. Amazing to me. Um
1: Living Buddha, Living Christ by Thich Nhat Han. I don't know if I'm saying that. I uh, think it's.
0: Uh, ta, I, I think can... it's Tanak Tanak Tana, 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 Han. Tana. Sorry. Uh, we are we are T- killing that name Tana. right
1: now. Anyway, this author, I have so many of. You do the, actually the books. Mm-hmm. Um, the books are actually the how to how to series. How yeah. to love, mm-hmm. you know, how to uh, eat, how to yeah, yeah. like all of these. So if you can ever get a, your hands on. A book by this author, please.
0: Sorry, I can't say the name. <laughs> um, this is the Seed of the Soul uh, by Gary uh, Zukov.
1: Someone just actually put this in my um, inbox recently and said you should read this book.
0: Yeah, Guess we have, we have it? it. We have it. Um, great book. Again, <laughs> this, this is another book that focuses on self. Right? It's everything starts with you. You are a unique, powerful nuance in this universe, and so everything starts with you. Um, again. Humans do this thing. In order for humans to understand things, we have to project. We have to make them outward in order to make sense of them, which is why we treat people badly. If you're hurting inside, you will display your hurt by being angry at somebody else or by hurting someone else. It's and only... it
1: doesn't necessarily mean you intend to do harm because right. a lot of people don't. It's because they have been hurt or because mm-hmm. they see something and they're they're approaching it from their trauma. Right. Their trauma is now attacking whatever they see. Exactly. It's not you know the individual
0: absolutely and so anyway this this goes back to accountability and understanding that everything starts with self um again because we externalize everything this book helps you pull it back inside to say guys actually it's inside it's not god out there you don't have to pray to him her, they you don't have to you know kill a chicken or go burn grass but you can can. that's what you choose that's what you choose to do um but the majority of the work that you need to do is within self Um, the beginning of infinity. So this is a very heavy, hard read. Um, This made my brain hurt, and I think I'm a pretty astute person when it comes to mathematical theories. This is a very hard read, but it basically just explains that um, we are beyond uh, an iota of a speck um, in the grand scheme of all things infinite. Um, It basically explains that there's multiple infinities. When we say, well, um, you know, it's, it's infinity. Well, there's many infinities. Which, look, you can have an infinity of decimals, you can have an infinity of fractions, you can have an infinity of whole numbers, you can have an infinity of odd numbers. So there's not just one infinity. And with that, and that's mathematically proven, which also means this has to be multiple realities. There's, there's multiple realities and anything can happen until you make a decision and that reality tree collapses into a single uh, manifestation. So anyway... Um, You can see he loves this stuff. Sorry, I know i got to. Moving on.
1: One of my favorite books that you actually introduced Mm -hmm. me to, uh, Reinventing the Body, Resurrecting the Soul by Deepak Chopra. Mm -hmm. Um, This book is so amazing. I gift this book to anyone that I meet or my close friends that are dealing with physical ailments Mm -hmm. um, that they cannot seem to retrain their mind out of right right? so this um book basically teaches you to re learn to retrust your body one Mm -hmm. and to change how you think about your body so that you then don't manifest and continue to manifest um the physical symptoms that you are actually feeling. Super from huge,
0: and he's a doctor. And the, the reason why this book was so moving for me and us as a, as a couple is because we had this tendency to think of, of our body as a machine. Mm-hmm. It's a machine and it's gonna have parts that fail. No, to a degree, but the other part is how you think. So you're, you can literally manifest illness. If you think about when you're depressed. It's
1: what stress does. Stress,
0: right, St- stress and depression, that's a mental thing initially. And it triggers a physical it And then, it trend, then you won't get hungry. Then you'll gain weight. Then you'll fill in the physical symptom here. Mm-hmm. And the point that this book emphasizes and Deepak emphasizes is that it all starts in your mind. How do you think about your body? How you think about illness? Yeah. This book is a game changer. It
1: really is.
0: Um,
1: Got the Bible. This is the Spanish and English version <laughs> side by side. This is the book we were looking for last week that we couldn't find. last Or two podcasts ago, the parenting podcast. Mm-hmm. The Tibetan Art of Parenting. Uh, from before conception uh, through early childhood. Very right. great read. Anne Hubble, Maiden, and Eddie Farwell.
0: This book is key because it, because it talks a lot about before the baby is gestated. Um, again, how you think how you think right now is being expressed by a trillion cells in your body right now this second. So if you're hungry, horny, or hangry, Mm -hmm. like it's all like they all feel that. So if you have a child inside of you, um, or if you're a man and you have sperm, like they, they, they're all feeling what you feel, which is why you have to do your best to stay in a, a place of gratitude, um, stay at a higher level of vibration. To heal and whatever
1: you heal got it. going on. It's hard. As Trust much me. as you can.
0: i be getting my ass kicked. I ain't, I ain't mastered nothing. I just keep trying. Right. Um, the Tao of Physics. Again, I won't go too deep. It's a bit of a heavier read, but it's really good. And it just talks about, again, how physics um, really is wrapped around um, spirituality, and a kind of one and the same. Um, the things that we can touch and feel are just physical representations of some dimension of spirituality. So again, a very another uh, good book. Um, Self-aware universe. Um, uh, this is a very. This is a deep read too. It's about how human consciousness creates the material world. I kind of just spoke about that. It's another perspective on it. What you think shall become you think you shall feel so yeah. but,
1: there are some more books up here we can probably just add them to the um oh, the
0: scientology book yeah <laughs> it was a good book i mean it's it, we. it was it was good to explore what scientology was and all these religions but we actually got you know got some education on it as well the art
1: of awakening mm-hmm.
0: god's uh, god's machines is a good one the ancient origins of consciousness i could spend this, the god's minutes.
1: machines talks about the different uh physical manifestations structures. around the world structures that mm-hmm. we don't necessarily understand.
0: You don't know how they work. Uh, so it talks about the pyramids, it talks hens, about stonehenge, like crop we don't, circles, all these things. We don't know how it works. We have no yeah. idea.
1: Um, yeah. Anything by uh, Jung, um, the spirit of intimacy was a good one.
0: Um, Are we going on yeah, lots,
1: lots, 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 <laughs> lots.
0: So anyway, I'll put this book list, um, at the end of this podcast. Um, but yeah, listen, um, that we just wanted to share with you guys. Cause we've got a lot of questions about, um, What our spirituality is and where we stand and how we practice. So,
1: way high level discussion. mm -hmm. We understand that there's, I mean, unless we got on here for 10 hours and talked about every little thing and broke every little thing down. Mm -hmm. Um, So, there's probably still things that we've not talked about. Actually, I know there are. We didn't cover sacred geometry, Uh, we (laughs) didn't. There's so much to talk about. Altar work. Right
0: shadow work, yeah. Yeah,
1: there's just so much that we have not covered, but that's just the beginning. It's
0: the it's the top of the iceberg, and it's how we've been able to get to the place of awareness that we are, and it's worked for our family. It's helped in us being able to be better people for each other, better people to ourselves, and um, And better people to the
1: rest of the world. And and
0: listen, it's not done. It's not like because we got these books, we up there. Like it is a continual, nonstop evolution. I am still hurt we're not above or outside the human experience we still get sad we get frustrated we get irritated we become petty labelle or petty pendergrass you know i mean it happens (laughs) um but that's okay you know i mean it's 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 part of the human experience part of the part i think the point some of the points of being here are for the universe or for consciousness to express itself in every permutation possible and you and i and every human on this planet is one of those permutations so
1: We, I mean, it's just—it's
0: just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, you know, again, we're out. We're not um, outside of the human experience. We don't have it all figured out. We just keep trying. We stay open. We stay. We try to keep learning and uh, do our best yeah. um, within the experience that we have and the time we have to do so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. And we meet lots of very interesting, cool people that oftentimes challenge or um, introduce mm-hmm. new ways of being, new ways of thinking mm-hmm. um, to mm-hmm. us, and so that's part of the way that our growth continues. Right.
0: So. That's right.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: So that's the Snowdens on spirituality and religion. Yeah. Ashita, my sweet wife, where did they find you?
1: At uh, Ashley K. Snowden on Instagram and Twitter. And I am Ashley Snowden, I think, on Facebook.
0: (laughs) And, of course, you can find me everywhere at Dimitri Snowden. Once again, thanks, everyone. And oh, and by the way, again, thank you for um, the inspiration for this uh, podcast. If you guys have, have any more thoughts or questions, again, slide into the DM at Shift Gets Real. And we'll see you next Wednesday. Peace. Cheers.